0: Hey man, we need some more Jesus. And uh, you're going to get some Jesus today, and I'm really excited to be resuming a message. Right? We started a brand new sermon series three weeks ago already, which is crazy, and I just want to say thank you. I've been getting so much great, powerful feedback from a lot of you guys, saying that this message has just challenged you. It's been eye-opening, thought-provoking. It's been a soul-stirring message. Who remembers the title of the message? Uh, Say that again. Wait, God hates, but God is love. Right? What a radical statement. What an upside down backwards type of statement that you never hear in church. But, somebody say but. If you read your Bible, you will see very clearly that God loves everyone But he doesn't love everything. And so it's been very powerful. And we're not going to hash a lot of recap. If you missed any of the messages, you can catch up real easy. Get on our app, get on our social media accounts, and you can watch the last two messages. But here in a little nutshell, as we get ready to start today and pick up where we left off last week, we just have been talking about how God wants the church and his believers and his sons and daughters to align their lives up with his values. How do we do that? We love what God loves and we hate what God hates. And so the church can no longer stand by and partake in evil for the sake of not offending someone. I really believe that we're culturally where we are because the church for so long has stood silent in the sake of God is love. Is God love? You better believe it. But he calls people into relationship with him to see and recognize that every single person has fallen short of the glory of God. And no one will enter into the gates of heaven apart from being in a relationship with His Son. We'll say things like, God loves us just the way that we are. Is that true? Yes. But He doesn't want us to stay stuck in our sin. Stuck in deception. Stuck in lies. And I believe the church has just stood by and allowing people just to live in evil, partake in evil, For the sake of keeping the peace, so to speak. You know, peacemaking is not a peaceful process. And so God wants His church, His sons and daughters, to align their values up with His. Y'all know Jesus is the bridegroom, right? And His church is the, the bride. Any married folks? Don't need to pray for you today? I'm hearing some people talk under their breath. Lord, bless him in Jesus' name. I think I know who it was. I'm not going to say names or point fingers or anything. One of our dearly beloved, right, Miss Becky? (laughs) We're having fun already. I love you guys. But hey, I'm married to Pastor Jessica, and this is what I know. I know we're supposed to be together, and we're married. I married the right person because she loves what I love, and she hates what I hate. Now, we don't like all the same things, but the good and the evil are the same. And so you can't be married to Jesus Christ if you still love drugs and alcohol, if you still love watching pornography, if you still love lying and manipulating and being a a bridge breaker instead of a bridge builder. God wants His bride to love what He loves and hate what He hates. Right? So let's look at Proverbs 6, 16-19. So this is our foundational scripture that we've used to say that God loves everyone, but He doesn't love everything. And so verse 16, it says, these are six things the Lord hates. I want you to highlight that statement, underline that statement. That's a, that's a radical statement in today's world but it's true. And it goes on. It says, "Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to do evil, and a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among the brethren." God loves everyone, but he doesn't love everything. So what we have done the last couple of weeks is we've we've went over pride. Week 1. We talked about how God hates and despises pride. It's the opposite of his character. Last week, we gave you two. We talked about lying and hands that shed innocent blood, and how God hates and despises those things. And today, I'm excited. We're going to talk about a heart that devises wicked plans, and how God hates that, and feet that are swift and running to do evil, and how God Hates and despises that. So let's look at that first point together today. It's on your paper outline. It's also available on our screens for you if you'd like to take notes. So this is our statement for today. It says, God hates a heart that devises wicked plans. God hates deception in the heart because the condition of your heart determines the course, somebody say course, of your life. Think of that. The condition of your heart determines the course of your life. Think of our world today. We have an evil epidemic because our world has a heart problem. We want to do it our way. We want to say it our way. I want to do it for as long as I can. By myself until I need help and especially ain't going to give God a chance until I've hit the very rock bottom and I'm like out of options. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll give this Jesus guy a chance. Right. Am I speaking to anybody? That's really my testimony in a nutshell. I lived my wicked, evil life for a long time before I said, you know what? I'm going to try this Jesus guy. You know, he's not just a guy. He's the son of God. Ian had an evil heart and it determined the course of my life. I was addicted to drugs. I was addicted to alcohol. I did whatever me, myself, and I wanted to do. I didn't care about you or your feelings. I didn't care about you or your possessions or your material things. I was going to get mine and I was going to do whatever I could to get it. And it almost killed me, got me arrested. Lost my driver's license. My family had to keep me at arm's length because they couldn't trust me. And it wasn't until I gave my, my life and my heart to God. It's rightful owner. You know your heart belongs to... Why does it belong to Him? Because He made it. And when I gave it back to Him, the course of my life Took a complete 180. Come on, somebody. Anybody else experienced that? And <laughs> now I'm speaking to some folks. I was dying, go to hell in my sin. And now I'm alive in Christ, living in freedom in Christ, and I get to go to heaven. Sounds pretty cool. And so the condition of our hearts determines the course of our life, and our world's such a mess because people's hearts are a mess. What you do, what you say, reveal the true condition of your heart. This might challenge you because the word says all you must do is, is believe and confess that Jesus is and you'll be saved. But Jesus also said those who love me and believe me will do the same things that I did. And so God wants you to move from just believing in Him and trusting in Him to doing, come on somebody, the same things that He did in love. And did Jesus step on some toes? If it compromised truths, He stepped on some toes. And so we have to move from simply believing to doing and speaking out against the things that God hates. Gay marriage, Facebook, you can shut me down. Again, I don't care. It's very clear in the Bible that God despises homosexuality. It says very clear that homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's a perversion of how God made men and women. The church has to be bold and standing out against the the evil that they want to train our kids up in in school systems, indoctrination, into ideas and theology that these folks are making up along the way. That should scare you. I don't know about you, but I know this will stand. The Word of God is the only truth that will stand. It's the only standard that always equals the same thing. The love of God through His Son. So we have to love what God loves and hate what God hates. Those who do evil, do evil because they have evil in their heart. Evil has been, it's the seeds, seeds of evil that have taken root. And we have to have a grace and a compassion for those who are deceived, living in lies and living in in evil, Because when you're deceived, you don't know it. So we have to find a, a happy medium ground where we don't compromise truth. We speak out against lies. We speak out against evil to persuade and explain to other children of God that this is what we believe and why we believe it. So that others will come to see the truth, see the way, see the life, who is Jesus Christ. So look at Proverbs 12, we're going to stay in Proverbs a second, 1220. It says, deceit fills hearts that are plotting evil. Joy fills hearts that are planning peace. If you need some, some joy and peace in your life, it has to take root where? In your heart first. A lot of it starts with renewing our minds in Christ but when, 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 the, when the work that God's doing in your mind, those thoughts take residence in your heart, now you can change the course of your life. Those who have evil living in their heart have been deceived somewhere. They bought a lie. They believe those lies. And they will actually, they're so deceived, get this, that the evil that they're doing, they'll actually do in the sake and in the name of doing Good. If you get deceived far enough, you'll do evil and think that you're actually doing good. A lot of this evil indoctrination that they're trying to train our, our kids up in, they think that they're doing good, but they're doing harm. They're doing more evil. They are sowing more evil, more discord, more lies. And so we need our hearts to be filled with the love of God and the truth of God. Deceived hearts are dangerous because they stop at nothing to vindicate themselves. Deceived hearts are dangerous because they'll stop at nothing to vindicate themselves. Look at Proverbs. We're staying in Proverbs here again. 4.23. Some of y'all maybe heard this, read this. What does it say? It says, guard your, above all else, for it determines, The there it is, The course of your life. What you allow in here affects everything. This is why we have to be on guard as children of God. I have to be on guard. I have to vet the relationships that I'm in. I need to vet the things that I consume. Social media, movies, TV shows, music. I have to be... So spiritually minded and see that everything is so spiritually connected because the things that I see, hear, the people that I do life with, the conversations that I have, many of those things are seeds that I can allow to take root in here. And all it takes is a little whisper, a little doubt, a little sneaky snake. Y'all say it with me, sneaky snake. And before I know it, I bought a lie. And I stand by partaking in evil, and I may not even know it, funding evil with my money, helping to spread more evil because we support certain types of businesses or certain types of platforms or all certain types of things, that if we had enough guts and enough faith and enough truth to say, you know what, no, I'm not just going to stand for truth, I'm going to speak out for truth, and you know what, you're not getting my money anymore. That's how we can stand, put up a fight, and make a difference. We need to call evil what it is, condemn evil, and turn our backs on those who do evil. What we allow into our heart affects everything. It even affects your mood. Some of y'all are depressed, anxious, angry, maybe because of some of the stuff that you're watching. Some of the stuff that I'm listening to. Was you in your word that day? Statistics say you probably wasn't. But I was, Pastor Ian, but it was two minutes. You can give Jesus two minutes and you can give Facebook eight hours. That's the average somebody scrolls on Facebook or social media a day. No, no duh, you're depressed. <laughs> no duh, you're having mood swings. What are we trying to do? We're trying to fill our hearts with things that can't satisfy. Only Jesus, and I know that sounds cliche, can satisfy that empty hole in your life. Satisfy that empty hole in your heart. And the more you allow him to fill those cracks and crevices of your life, of your heart, not just the happier you'll be, <laughs> the more joy that you'll have. Hey, and get this, you'll actually be more like a bull. People will probably actually like you more if you live for Jesus and let him speak before you speak and give him permission to have thoughts before your thoughts and some of those other crazy thoughts that make their way into your mind. Anybody else just have crazy thoughts sometimes? And God's like, I want to invade your life, but I can't do that without your permission. If you want to continue to consume all the wrong things, he'll stand by and let you. But at the name of Jesus, we said this morning, right? At the name of Jesus, everything can change. Everything can be flipped upside down for his glory and in his name. At the name of Jesus. Look at that next point. So God hates a heart that devises wicked plans. Okay, I hope we have established that reading Proverbs. It says, every sinful, wicked thing that has ever been done, think of this, began in the heart. This kind of challenged me a little bit this week because I would say it It generally starts with a thought we're going to read a scripture today where Jesus actually says it starts in the heart. And so going on with the rest of that point, it says Satan deceives us with lies. Anybody agree with that? He deceives us with lies and God he, he does the opposite. He liberates us with truth. He doesn't compromise His truth, but your freedom, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Right? It's the truth that liberates us. And so a deceived heart is, de- defiled, is a defiled heart because it's the opposite of truth. It's been deceived. It's living a lie. And God, He hates deception. We said last week we established God's, part of God's identity is truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus, His identity is truth. There's no lies in Him. A partial lie, or excuse me, a partial truth is still a lie. So there's there's only nothing but truth, only nothing but holiness when it comes to our God. God hates wickedness, lies, deception, because He is holy. Think of that word, holy. Holy. God wants His church to be holy, as holy as it can be, because we are are man, right? We have fallen short of the glory of God ever since Adam and Eve decided their sin over God. But Jesus went to the cross for the redemption of sins, for the redemption of man, so that we could be liberated in truth and in life and in love. And upon that revelation of God loves me that much that he took the death I should get, even in my sin, that should, what, motivate us to want to live the best lives that we possibly can. If the best gift that God ever gave was for my eternal life. Right? Right? So God wants His church, His sons, and His daughters to be holy. You can't be holy if you love the evil things that this world loves to love. You have to love God more. You have to love God's Word more. You have to love righteous, pure relationships more than evil lies and manipulative relationships that the world has. You have to love truth more than lies. You have to be a truth seeker and a truth teller. Because God liberates us with truth, Satan deceives us with lies. A defiled heart is the opposite of a holy heart. God loves a responsive, soft, tender, malleable, shapeable heart. A responsive heart sees what God says and does what God says. Not now God is actually disobedience if you heard God say right now. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. That was for free. That's for somebody. It's probably for all of us. It's probably for me. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. Why do we stay stuck in those places? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Is it all sorts of things probably? But let me challenge you. Maybe we stay in those places because somewhere in my heart... I bought a lie. And because of that, somewhere my heart is defiled. Because I choose my way over God's way. And if you study the scriptures, that's really all sin is. It's more than using drugs. It's more than using alcohol. It's more, of kill, it's more than killing and lying. Sin is really, when Jesus entered the world, sin became not doing what God has asked us to do. And God asks us to love what He loves and hate what He hates and to not stop there, but to move in faith and to do what God loves and to not do what God hates. Look at Matthew 15, 18 through 20 we're going to give you. So this is the scripture that really challenged me. I would would have nine times out of ten told you that that the sin and the and the action of sin begins somewhere with a thought, and that's still true. But Jesus says this: our thoughts and our heart are really connected. But he says, "But the words you speak come from the heart, and that's what defiles you." From the heart, he says, and from the heart come what evil thoughts. So he's directly speaking to the heart of man. And he's saying. A lot of the thoughts you have come from your heart, probably because there's a seat of evil, a defiled place in our hearts, right? Then he lists a few, murder, adultery, and sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. These are what defile you. So it's not just the the evil thought that's in my heart, it's what that thought in and that, that place of my heart compels me to do. When I act out, when I do those things, now I'm defiled. So this is some good news for somebody. You maybe are dealing with some evil, crazy thoughts. You can't, you can't stop these thoughts, these, these things that bombard your mind. And maybe Jesus' challenges, they're bombarding your heart also. And I want to tell you. When when you're in that battle, when you're in that place, at the name of Jesus, you got to begin to pray. Because it doesn't defile you, it doesn't become sin until it comes out of you. Until the words are spoken, excuse me, then it becomes the sin. That word of of judgment, or that hateful word that you say to somebody that you love the most. Or you get into an argument, and it's the words that come out of you from the evil places what defiles you. It's the action of getting getting even with somebody, that defiles you. Then it becomes sin that needs to be dealt with. And so Jesus is really challenging that the evil comes from our hearts. And the condition of our heart, we said, determines the course of our life. A defiled heart leads to a path of destruction. If the condition of our hearts determine the condition of our lives, then a defiled heart leads to a path of destruction. You can skip learning a lot of the lessons that you learn the hard way if you would just do it God's way. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He'll never lead us astray. And so when God says, and pride wants to rise up, that says, maybe I know better or not yet, we really have to have an answer of faith that says, send me, Lord. Send me. It's okay to have questions. How's this going to happen? Is this really what you want me to do? But if we do it in faith, God will bless it. Amen. God hates a, deceitful, a deceived heart. So that's live in truth. Right. Let's look at that next point. So God hates a heart that devises wicked plans. That was the first one we talked about today. And the second one we're going to talk about today, coming from Proverbs, is God hates feet that are swift and running to do evil. People that are so deceived that it excites them to do more evil. And there are people like this in the world. God hates that type of evil. Evil opposes the work of God, and God turns His face against those who do evil. So God, like I said before, earlier today, He really wants us to move from simply believing in good into moving to doing good. Because evil always opposes evil the good that God is. God is good, right? Who believes that? God is truth, right? Who believes that? God is holy. God is righteous. So anything that falls short of those standards, God, He opposes because it's not His character. It's not part of who He is. It's an attack on the kingdom of God. It's an attack on the children of God. It's an attack on, on the truth of God. When we choose those avenues, those ways to live, and God forbid talk other people into being dissuaded or persuaded in living and talking acting that way. That's why those who are living in evil, talking other people into living an evil life, I believe they're going to be held to a higher standard. Because those who lead others in truth will be blessed by God. Those who lead others in lies are going to be judged by God. Hey, And this is for us as parents. Any parents today? We are accountable to the truth that we raise our kids up in or in the truth that we don't raise them up in. Who went to the Merge conference yesterday? Man, was it awesome. It was sobering and powerful. I mean, I already knew I had a responsibility as a parent. But man really challenged me to see that the truth that's going to be deposited into our kids has to start and stop with me. I mean, I, I knew that. I know that in my mind, but is that going to be an easy task? It's going to, you're going to have to be on, on the front lines fighting against evil, fighting against wickedness, depositing truth every single day. Because you all know we have a thing called this, cell phone. And man, did y'all know that it doesn't always have to be true if it's on the Internet?? <laughs> yeah, that might blow some people's minds. Everything you read on the Internet is not true. Did you know that? So let starts and stops with us, guys. We have to oppose evil the way the devil tries to oppose God. We have to hate the devil as the devil hates the things of God. We can't fight the way that they fight. We can't fight evil the way that evil fights good. We have to fight evil with good. And that's a challenge, but I know we can, we can arise to that occasion. Amen. Look at 1 Peter 3, 10 through 12. It says, For the Scriptures say, If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. And this, this is what I, what I love. In verse 11 it says, Turn away from evil and what? Do good. Let's say that together. And... Do good, right? Not simply speak out against the evil. It says turn your backs against evil and do good. We fight evil by doing good. Search for peace, it says, and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord, get this, watch over those who do right. Praise God. He sees your good works. Keep doing good things in the name of Jesus. He sees you. He hears you, right? It even says his ears are open to their prayers. God hears you. But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil. A judgment day will come. They will have to answer for what they did. Justice is not yours, it's His. When we stand by complicit, staying silent as others do evil in the sight of God, forgive us. God, give us the faith, give us the confidence, give us the boldness. Not to just stand by complicit. But to stand in love and to, to love what you love and to hate what you hate, if it's outright evil, God, let us speak out against it. Let us definitely not be partakers of it. Let us turn our backs and continue to believe and to pray for a greater day in Jesus' name. Look at that next point. it be our last point for today. We'll wrap this sermon series up next week. So God hates evil because it turns hearts away from God. Evil turns... Al- turns a lost and dying world away from its only hope in salvation. That's, That's a cool way to think of why God hates evil, because he's truth. But in a roundabout way, what does evil do? It keeps people bound. It keeps people lost. It keeps people doing more evil. It's how the enemy continues to have evil run rampant in the world. As long as he can deceive one, lies, deceit, evil can run rampant. Hear me. There will not be an ounce of evil in heaven. And get this, no one is going to be led to the gates of heaven because they followed evil. No one will enter the gates of heaven because they were led by lies, because they were led by evil. You can only enter The gates of heaven first, if Jesus is your Lord and personal Savior, he says, no one comes to the Father except by me, through me. And then, I've already covered this, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. You can believe that Jesus is telling the truth. You can believe that the only hope and salvation for our dying lost world is Jesus Christ. And you can believe that every single person that enters the gate of heaven will all have Jesus Christ's stamp of approval. Yes, enter in my good and faithful servant, or depart from me, you evildoers of iniquity. I never knew you. To know God is not just to believe in him, or believe that he is, to know God is to do what he asks. Are you doing good? You say, I believe in good, but are you doing good every day? Are you doing the same things, saying the same things? Are you loving what God loves? Are you hating what God hates? Are you partaking in evil? When God wants you to stand up and speak out. Look at Hebrews 3, 7-14. through 14. That is why the Holy Spirit says, today when you hear His voice, don't harden your hearts. We need the active power of the Holy Spirit moving, working in our lives every single day for you to do what God wants you to do. The Holy Spirit is an opposition against your flesh. Your flesh wants to stay put and sustain itself. The Holy Spirit is focused on God and His kingdom. The Holy Spirit is soul-minded. And your flesh spirit is you-minded. And so for us to accomplish what God wants us to do, we need the Holy Spirit. That none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. Evil wants to stay put. Evil is pride. Evil wants to keep you bound. Good.